Welcome to Rise from the Ashes. Our podcast looks at various issues for families. We'll be talking with attorneys about personal and legal concerns having to do with divorce, custody, and parenting time. There are also a few topics about letting go, moving on, and new beginnings. Please keep in mind this podcast is only to inform and help to understand legal and personal issues as they relate to family law. It should not be considered as a replacement for a qualified family law attorney. When in doubt, please contact a professional. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Rise from the Ashes. I'm David Braddock. I'll be your host for the podcast. We're talking today with Alma Miklasevics, who is an associate attorney at Mundal Law. How are you doing today, Alma? I'm doing great, David. We're also talking today with Susan Mundal, a senior attorney at Mundal Law. And how are you, Susan? I'm great, David. Now, our topic for today has to do with retirement accounts and quadros in divorce. You guys know what it means, but I wonder if a lot of listeners might not know what a quadro is. What is a quadro, Alma? Uh, Quadro stands for Qualified Domestic Relations Order, David, and we're going to talk about that a little later. All right. Well, maybe you can tell me then, why are we talking about this today? Well, David, a lot of people ask us all the time, do I have to share my retirement account with my spouse? Good question. Hey, do I have to share my retirement account with my spouse? Generally, the answer is yes, in a divorce. We look at the retirement accounts, and that's what we're talking about today and why we're talking about it. All right, let's dig in. First, let's talk about the types of retirement accounts that are out there. Well, the first type I'd like to mention is qualified plans, David. These would be governed by a federal statute known commonly as ERISA and a few other federal statutes like the Retirement Equity Act and the IRS code itself. Even though it's controlled by that, basically what we're talking about is two different kinds of plans. The first is defined contribution plans. And the way you know those is that the employee goes and contributes money to those plans. What we're talking about there is 401ks or 403bs. Those are the main two. And then there's also defined benefit plans. Those are typically pensions is is how they're most commonly thought of. And there's Mm -hmm. other kinds of plans too. There's IRAs. And Alma, what kinds of IRAs do we have? Oh, there's traditional IRA, which most people are familiar with. There's Roth IRA. Roth IRAs are post-tax assets. And we'll talk a little bit about pre-tax and post-tax later too. There is a a thing called a, a SEP. SEP, a Simplified Employee Pension, that is a type of IRA, and there's also a simple IRA. There are also things like a Deferred Compensation Plan, or a 457 plan, they're known as. And there's a whole bunch of other kinds, aren't there? There are lots of other types. There are TSAs, tax-sheltered annuities, money-purchased pension plans. But the reason I have Alma here in particular is she's been taking classes on Quadros, and so she's getting to be our resident expert on these retirement accounts. So many people are asking this, David. That's why we're talking about it today. Why do you suppose so many people are asking about this? Well, because it's one of the main things to be divided in a divorce in the property settlement. 
Of course, yes. So it's all about retirement plans and how to get them figured out when they need to be split in two somehow. Is that the case? Oh, that's right. And basically, I've said it in another podcast about the division of property. And there's basically three questions to ask. What is the marital property? What is the value of it? Then who gets it? On that, though, almost already spoken about this, there are those post-tax items, which is the Roth IRA in terms of these retirement plans. And then there's the pre-tax, which we divide separately. Alma, what about when we're looking at pensions? There are a couple of different ways that you can handle a pension in a divorce. One of the ways is to simply divide it 50-50, and this is what is most commonly seen in family law practice, where one spouse is awarded 50% of the benefit that was accrued during the marriage, and the other spouse gets the other 50%, and the value gets figured out later. Sometimes folks use an actuarial because pensions are based on your top five earning years, right? They may be based on a high three. I mean, it it varies according to the type of pension plan. Federal pension plans under civil service or the federal employees retirement system can have different requirements. I know Alma's talking about the 50-50, and we hear that a lot. The statute only says it has to be fair and equitable, but what's the easiest way to divide a buck? If there's competing pensions and there's other assets, we have tried to figure out what the present value is of that pension so that person can keep that pension, and the parties use other assets to pay the spouse, and that's when you need that actuarial. Yeah, that's a very complex valuation that goes into the number of years of marriage that overlap with the total amount of time in the plan, say a 20-year marriage, but somebody has been working for 25 years under this plan, the marital portion is 80%. And we haven't even discussed paras, public employee retirement accounts, which are a totally different breed, but they're qualified plans also. Is yes, that right? they are. Yes. Yeah. So that also requires a separate analysis. Mm-hmm. Each plan has their own formula for determining value. And I think the important thing for folks to take away is if you know you're getting a divorce, go to your plan administrator Mm -hmm. and get the information about it. If it's a pension, they'll tell you what it's going to be, basically the monthly amount for when you retire. You said it needed to be divided. I'm getting the sense that we might be arriving at the place where we can talk about what a quadro is. Am I right? You are right, David. So if you have decided that you're not going to offset a pension or a 401k and you need to get it divided, there's a certain process that has to be followed to do that. For example, with a 401k, it's a little bit simpler process. Oftentimes with a 401k, one party will be awarded a specific amount, plus or minus gains or losses from a valuation date, which is often either a separation date or the date that a case was filed or the date that the judgment and decree was entered. Basically, with a 401k, if I am drafting that document for someone, the first thing to do is contact the plan and get a copy of a few documents, a summary plan description. Well, and that's something they can get from their employer. Yeah, the participant, the person who has the plan account, can request that themselves. If they don't do that, I can often just call and request it myself and take care of that with an email. What you're talking about is the start of a process. Yes. And 
in essence, you get the information uh-huh. in order to be able to draft it, the quadro. And again, we're talking about a qualified domestic relations order, uh-huh. which is a separate court order that parties get following their divorce. What the federal statute says is that uh-huh. you have to get this court order if you're going to be allowed to divide the retirement account. Is that right? That is correct. When you submit a proposed order to the court and the court signs it, it is not yet a qualified order. It is simply a domestic relations order at that point. It really only becomes qualified when the plan says it's qualified. So really, it has to meet the terms that the plan has in place, which is why oftentimes plans will have model quadro language that can be used as a starting point for drafting these things. And I think that is a really important point, Oma, is that every company is different. We deal with some of the big ones, like the unions and what are some of the others? I'm trying to think. Fidelity or... Cargill employees. The bigger the company, I guarantee you, they have quadro language that they want you to use. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they do. As far as the response time with those companies goes, it can vary a lot. Some plan administrators make it very difficult for you. Others make it very easy. Oh, yeah. I have a horror story to tell. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Way back in the early 2000s, I did a divorce for someone, and she was going to pay me out of the 401k money. And then it turned out that the union said, oh, by the way, she can't collect that 401k money until 2020. Unfortunately, in the meantime, I did all the work and got her divorced, and she declared bankruptcy on me. So that's another small point. Oh, my. Something else I'd like to add about quadros is quadros can also be used not just as a property division tool, but they can also be used for child support, for example, for alimony, spousal maintenance here in Minnesota. You can draft a quadro for that purpose. You know, from a layperson's point of view, which would be me, I see that you've got the O at the end of quadro, and that stands for an order from the court. But now you're talking about companies. How the heck does this all work? The companies themselves aren't party to the divorce, and the court has no jurisdiction over them. The companies are the ones that administer the plans in accordance with the federal laws. The statute says you have to get a court order, but you serve it on the plan administrator. Because they weren't party to the divorce, so they have no idea. But the federal law, it's a little carve-out that says if you serve the plan administrator with the order that says how to divide the retirement account, then they have to divide it so that the other spouse can receive a portion of it. It's as simple as that. And you're saying that the plan administrator is the person that works for the company that administrates the retirement account for the company. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Some plan administrators are quite large and handle dozens and dozens of these things. Or hundreds and hundreds. Or hundreds and hundreds. thousands and thousands. Yeah, (laughs) and others are quite small. I had a recent case where the quadro was done really in about a month because it was a very small plan. It was largely handled in-house. I was able to get very fast responses to all my inquiries, and it was done very quickly. I just don't want to set folks up for thinking that it's always quick because I had a client who was very upset about how long it was taking. But if you think about the process, only you draft quadros. Yes. But mm-hmm. then if there's another attorney involved, you have to run it by that attorney so that they approve it, yeah. the language. 
And then you send it to the plan administrator, right? Mm -hmm. That's when they'll say, yes, it's a qualified plan. They don't say it's qualified. They give you a preliminary approval, most of them. You will send it to them, and they will look at it and say, yes, this appears to be what we want. And then, once you have that pre-approval, so you don't waste your time and money filing with the court, you get your ducks in a row, and when you've gotten that pre-approval from the company, then you send it to the court, and then the judge signs it, and then you get a certified copy of that order and serve it on the plan. Right. And at that point, the plan will implement it. It can vary. It can be one month. It could be six months. Right. I know Cargill, they have a period of time that they'll send it out to the parties and they'll ask if they agree to it. If you ask me, it adds just ridiculous step to it. But they tack on another couple months to do that. And it's kind of ridiculous. But the point I want to make for you folks is it's not usually a fast process. No, no. And it is very technical, which is why there are attorneys who basically this is an area that they develop an expertise in and they do it a lot, which is what you're trying to do, right? That is what I am working towards. That's right. Is there any other advice you can give us as to dividing up a retirement account? In general, you like to not have to do a lot of quadros. In most cases, ideally, you can keep it to one quadro, maybe two. And it's normally done in mediation, by the way. But we have to have the information ahead of time. So I think kind of to summarize this whole podcast is get your ducks in a row early. Yeah. Get your retirement information if you're the employee. Mm -hmm. These things can even be drafted while the divorce is ongoing. If you've decided that you want to split a pension 50-50, that quadro can be done before your divorce is And yet people rarely do it. No. (laughs) It's too bad because I think it makes sense. And the other thing is we haven't talked much about the 401ks, which is defined contribution. Sure. And so it is a lot easier to do. But what you want to do is you want to notify the company right away so that one party doesn't try and get a loan against that 401k. Sure. While you're working on trying to get it divided. I've had that case. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that can be big trouble. Yep. Very difficult to fix. That's right. So in essence, you divide it up in the divorce decree, but then you have to do this quadro if it's a qualified plan in order to get the company to go and divide it up the way you want in the divorce. Yeah. And that's it, David. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Alma. Thank you, David. And thank you, Susan. Thank you, David. You are listening to Rise from the Ashes, the podcast channel that takes a careful look at all things having to do with legal procedure within the family law process. Rise from the Ashes is sponsored by Mundal Law, who specializes in assisting families and individuals through the legal process with respect, dignity, and caring. Mundal Law is dedicated to helping people to solve their legal problems. You can visit the Mundall Law website at mundalllaw.com or call to schedule a consultation with one of their qualified family law attorneys. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters. Music